Hello, my miners of intelligence. It's Rick Brooks, and this is Inquisitive Minds. Today, I have a very special guest, someone that's actually very near and dear to my heart. Um, one of my best friends, Scott Perdue. And the funny thing about Scott is there are certain humans, certain people that you meet that for no reason other than I think that they're just meant to be in your life, you're drawn to them. Well, that's kind of the story of Scott and myself. I knew the moment I met him that he was a special, was going to be very special and, and someone I needed in my life. And I forced him to live, to live with me for two years in school and we kind of forged a, a, very, a very special bond on a very deep level, uh, especially when it comes to consciousness and just sort of questioning everything. He's a very brilliant, very brilliant man. And so without further ado, Scott Purdue, welcome to Inquisitive Minds, amigo. <laughs> it's good to be here, man. It's good to be here. It is, yeah. So, <clears throat> you have decided to leave our home state of Oregon for Texas. Why? Why was that? Let let people know why. What was what was moving in your head? Like why I did it? Yeah, why did you do it? Because I want to get out of Medford. <laughs> I get out of Medford, Oregon. Yeah, you get out of Medford. And Texas was the. The quickest way to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I work for like a reclaimed wood company down there, and they're gonna like hire someone to move or to like take over Texas for like the sales sales rep. And then I was like, I'll, I don't, that'd be cool. You'll I'm do, it. do that. Yeah. You'll do it. I'll move to Texas. And for people that don't know, what is reclaimed wood? It's like old used recycled wood old t torn down barns and old fences and like waste wood that we're repurposing into like flooring wall paneling yeah and then tables. for the folks listening what is a good like website you could go to to check out maybe what reclaimed wood is and because i have a friend that uh just another friend started a business he'll be on the podcast next week that is uh, making tables out of all sorts of repurposed things, and it's amazing and it's beautiful. So, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting that the, the, the economy is shifting into, I don't know, less of a IKEA. I wouldn't say service. It is a service economy, but like a bulk economy, sort of to a specialized more artsy in my opinion economy because people want to own things that are different and unique and you end up you end up what, what furnishing a lot of restaurants and stuff in the Dallas Fort Worth area in Austin with some of your some of the reclaimed wood correct yeah a few bars a few restaurants a few bars a few restaurants corporate offices that I never get to get, go into <laughs> yeah. bars I get to go into and check out like wood that we sold to which is pretty sweet um yeah, I wouldn't, uh, what were you just talking about? doesn't even matter, we're talking about <laughs> reclaimed wood, brother. Yeah, I, I lost the thought, but um, it's pretty sweet, like, when I got into it, like, for the sustainability aspect and, like, wanting to change the world and whatever, but, I mean, we're, we're a pretty small company, it's not, it's not, like, even putting a dent in anything, really, but, I mean, like, I feel good, like, do it, you know, doing my part, like, cool purpose. Yeah. You're, um, yeah. you're not really contributing to the, I don't know, the, the sort of the buildup and the wasteful uh, mentality that kind of plagues our society where it's, it's not about, it's more about quantity and not quality. That's not what you're about. Yeah. You kind of reject that notion and... Yeah, because yeah, I could be working for you know you could work for any kind of company, selling like glass or steel or whatever. But like for me, it's um, like the like who I'm working for is a big big part of it. Like you know, it's you can make a good paycheck just working for 
some big giant corporation that sells new stuff and you know make a good living and have a good life but for me I wanted like I knew I'm not gonna like have my own thing right away yeah. <laughs> I'll be working for somebody nine to five but um so I mean I wanted to work for one that like I could wake up every day and and um be happy going working for them and not just oh fuck, I gotta go to work today just to collect a paycheck so I, I guess I got lucky in that way did you get lucky or did you <laughs> create your own reality both <laughs> <laughs> do you well, believe do you believe in luck uh no no you didn't you don't no. you believe you created that own reality didn't you I believe that I saw an opportunity and went for it. I didn't, I didn't create the opportunity, or I didn't create Reclaim Wood, but I stumbled upon it and like like thought that that's something I could do someday that would be pretty cool. And then just kind of slowly, but I mean, yeah, I I would. The cool thing about it for me is, um, like. I, it wasn't a job that I got from like knowing somebody or like my friend's dad or like someone even from like going to college. It was just like I sought something out and like went for it and you know like set my mind on working for a reclaimed wood company. And Do you think in your life? Because I I, you know, I met you at a very interesting time. You're an engineering <laughs> major. <laughs> and you switched to wood science, right? Uh -huh. And so, do you think that you were running from this, like trying to avoid and lying to yourself based on maybe you're trying to check, chase a paycheck? Or what, what, what's, your, what's your stance on that? Do you think you were running from the, this true version of yourself, someone that's true, that's not compromising, that is in an industry that's working to better the planet? Is, do you think that's the case? Yeah, I mean... I think it was more of like just getting into something for the wrong reasons. Like I, I yeah, I got into it because you know you make good money. It's like I always wanted to get involved with like building stuff and engineers design stuff that yeah. people build. Um, so I was like, oh yeah, I, you know, Oregon State is a good school, and I, I'm a Beaver fan, so <laughs> that's what where I ended up. But like I didn't really enjoy it. It wasn't. Passion of mine. I just it was like in this in the field that I was interested in, but it like wasn't something that I really wanted to ever do. But honestly, I didn't really know all of what engineers did when I was a high school senior. Yeah, like when I was getting into school. But so I got yeah, I stuck with it for a couple of years, and like I almost switched out of it. But then I was like, oh, you know, I'm almost there. I'll just get through, get a degree, go find a job, and then you know later in life I can maybe switch to something else if I wanted. But I mean that that didn't help me like be more motivated to like study more, yeah, get better grades or whatever. But it wasn't because I mean I didn't try it all and you know almost got into pro school. So <laughs> <laughs> You're pretty smart. <laughs> but <laughs> so it wasn't a matter of like. I didn't have the mind for it. It was just I didn't have the interest in it. Didn't have the desire, the drive. Yeah, and I was like, it's like, why would I? I don't know. It's kind of laziness, but it's also <laughs> like I've always, you know, been more into things that I've liked, enjoyed doing, yeah. rather than something that like brings you money or status or what you think other people think your life should be or something yeah I mean Alan Watts has a really good quote where uh, he says essentially I'm, I'm gonna butcher this folks so I'm sorry but essentially the idea behind this is what would you do if money wasn't an option and he uh, asked a, I think he was a, a professor he asked his classes and he got crazy answers Awesome answer. I think they're awesome. I would run naked with wild horses. First, I want to meet the dude that said that. I don't even know. I could be just talking out of my ass, but I'm going to choose to believe that that's what was said because that's more fun. Some people said they wanted to be painters. 
uh, others, you know, whatever. And he said, you should do that because if you do that, you'll be happy doing it and you'll become an expert. You'll almost obsess over the over this aspect of your life and people will eventually pay you for your expertise in that area. And I, for me, I when I heard that, that was a very powerful quote. And I was like, what am I doing? I don't want to, I really don't want a job. The whole nine to five thing just does not sound fun to me. And, and I mean, with the access to information and the world that we're living in, I just looked and I saw an opportunity to, you know, have my voice heard and tell stories the way I wanted them to be told. And there's a, millions of opportunities uh, that are out there. For example, today I was driving and uh, I, I was not driving, talking on my phone uh, in the bad way. I had a, you know, my little wireless headset. I think that's legal. So if it's not allegedly, I was driving and talking about it. <laughs> it's hands free. It's hands free. I didn't see anything. But but um, I play this game when I drive, and I encourage everyone. Uh, maybe I shouldn't say that, but I encourage if you have a wire Bluetooth, whatever hands free device, I encourage you to play this game. Go go through your phone and see who you haven't talked to in a while, and call them. The game I like to play is before I drive. I like to just kind of randomly hit the, the scroll button or scroll down on my phone and then whichever name my, my thumb stops at, I'm going to give that person a call. Because you never know what's going on in another human being's life. And a way to sort of interject yourself into their life, it's a random chance, whatever. Like you, I, I've, always, I've generally found that the the shock and the joy of you know talking to somebody I haven't talked to in years or months or whatever when they first hear your voice or they they might not even know who you are they're just like wait what you're calling me what's going on man <laughs> and you can reconnect and who knows that's 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 part of your external network your that that you can you can use and you got you two can maybe help each other out maybe you'll arrange a trip that'll will be halfway across the country I don't know but it's an opportunity we have. I don't know how many contacts everyone has. I have hundreds of contacts in my phone, so I have hundreds of opportunities and chances of people in my network that we could somehow use to help each other out. Because life is not about getting in other in each other's ways; it's about helping each other out. And the more you help out, the better life you'll have, the happier you'll be. It's all I think it's all positively correlated. I don't know if there's any science to back it up, but it's freaking working in my life. So I'll pass that little tidbit of information on to the listeners <clears throat> what do you think you think that's true or you think i'm full of shit i think it's probably true <laughs> i've seen it with like with you for sure i mean i've never <laughs> i don't play that game but you gotta play that game dude <laughs> <laughs> it's like texas holding it's great how about those yeah. fights did you watch this no, fight? I didn't see great... oh I... man are you kidding me you missed out. I know. I wanted to go. Those were the most legendary. That was one of the best fights I've ever seen. That was like Gustafson, Gus Gustafson, um, John Jones status. It was a war. It was a war, Damn. and you missed it. Yeah, I was at a wedding, and I got <clears throat> driven there, so I didn't have a ride out. I wanted to go like find a bar afterward and watch him, but I got stuck there. Yeah, weddings are fun. Found it out the next day. Yeah, you I got you got hitched. My uh, my. Uh, Old good friend. What's his name? You say the same name. Josh. 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 Congratulations, buddy. I don't even know you, but any friend of Scott's a friend of mine. It's a friend of mine. That's wild, man. Yeah. Weddings are weird. Everyone's getting married. I mean, I don't know. it was really weird because it was like my first full day back in Oregon, and then I go to a wedding from this guy that I've known since I was like six, and I was like, "There's a bunch of old friends that I haven't seen since high school." It's like a mini weird. high school reunion. That is weird. It's, weird. it's nice though. It's 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 funny. I've always found it funny, like uh, the the town bond that you have, like yeah. from people that you went to high school with, or you know, early education. Those that deep connection that they they're from that same place that you are and for some reason that is a huge factor of connection that that was a weird thing about when you when you go to college you have a lot of people that never get outside of that friend group 
yeah. the, the, their town friends. And I, I think it's a very powerful and awesome connection, but I also think if you, you never step outside that comfort zone of having those people from the same neighborhood, the same area, the same high school, if you don't open up your mind and, and try and interact with people from different places, I think that it's it's a hindrance on yourself and you're not going to be as worldly or as rounded if you don't. Yeah. Did you see any of the, the guys that just kind of never left? Yeah, there's there's people that just kind of, yeah, they just never leave or they do for a little bit and come back into the same into the same place. But Nothing wrong with that. No. Nothing wrong with that at all. It's not. But it's, it's, not, it's it is interesting. Like, cause, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But like when you see that, like when you, you know, go, go out and experience other stuff and then you come back and see like people that have it, it's definitely interesting and you're like feel I don't know I feel fortunate like that I've done I've gotten out of there you know yeah like it makes me realize that yeah it's a good good thing to do to it, branch out it's incredibly but, important to branch out yeah see opinions that are different than like what you've been hearing all your life or the people you've been around different opinions it's, yeah go ahead I'm sorry no different opinions are there I have I pride myself on having a pretty open mind but when I hear different opinions something that maybe challenges my belief my first always my first instinct or reaction is to recoil within my head not necessarily externally but internally like what the fuck dude what are you talking no that's wrong (laughs) you're crazy you're crazy but you, you always have to hear them out. And they might be, most of the time they are. But sometimes you're the crazy one. And I hate that. When you're, when you're like, oh, man. Oh, man. Like, um, oh, the, the, my first thing was just like growing up in a very conservative household. Like never like um, meeting, having any interaction, interaction with like a, someone that was gay. Um, <clears throat> was that the right term? Almost, I don't know. Yeah, I think gay is the right term. I'm trying to be gay. a little PC here, <laughs> but, but um, I remember the first gay person I met. I was like, I was kind of weirded out, a little scared, you know. I was, you know, I was what, 19, 18, 19. I said, maybe I guess it. Can I catch this? Am I going to be gay? Because I'm talking to this person. Like, what? No, that's not it. And I was like, You're just a human. You're a human being. What? Like, what? What? What's the big deal? Why? What? What? Why? Why are people protesting you? Your rights to get married? Why are people like? I, truthfully, there's a comedic bit about this. About some guy thinks that um, all the gays are pissed off that they're getting married because all the the gay men, women, or whatever, because they're like, man, it's the one thing we didn't have to do. <laughs> now we have to do it. <laughs> I don't know if there's any truth to that. I just think it's life's more fun to kind of believe. That. <clears throat> that is a weird. That is a weird thing, though. Like, why? I don't know. Why wouldn't? I just I don't care what anyone does as long as it yeah. doesn't like if you're not trying to steal from me, murder me, cheat me, or whatever. Do whatever you want. Yeah. If it doesn't. Yeah. I've always like kind of had an open mind, like as long as I can remember. So it's never just like a thing I realized one day and changed or something. It was just kind of like I've always been that way because I, I guess because I've always been weird. Yeah. And like lived, like, you know, to the beat your own drummer or whatever. But so I've like kind of seen that in other people. Like there's that's there's them. Yep, that's just who they are. Like, <laughs> you, you, that, people are different. Act different stuff. Yeah, I've I've been thinking. I think we need to start that band. <laughs> I think we need to start a band, Scott. Yeah, it's what's it's what is the name? It's a pastime. Hmm. It's a pastime. What's the name? Was it, I, I was thinking we were gonna call it like Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just that name popped into my head. That's it. Could be like a a folk. Like a, a cross between uh, Tenacious D and like maybe like a folk pop. What yeah. do you think about that? Yeah. I hope this we'll have to hit the studio. I think we should maybe try and lay down some tracks right now. No, no. <laughs> Pull out my guitar. I don't want to lose any more viewership than I've already lost. <laughs> <laughs> so, man, you've been traveling a lot. Where have you been recently? Uh, in Houston this week. 
What's Houston like? What's going on there? Houston is raining. Sounds delightful. Like 80 degrees and really muggy. Yeah. It it wasn't bad. I've heard that Houston has a incredible like music scene. I know Austin has a good music scene, but there's a lot of different cultures and and whatnot that are kind of on the influx. Or, or yeah, that are that's the wrong word, but are sort of intermingling and mixing. Yeah. There's a lot of conflict in Houston too. Yeah, it's just so big. Yeah. <laughs> it's a huge city. It's massive. There's like three separate downtowns. There's like downtown Houston. There's like two other like separate areas, but they have like a bunch of skyscrapers. But yeah, there's a bunch of different like pockets, like like an area where like Venezuelan people have moved into, and just like how's the food. It's good. I haven't really traveled or like explored outside of downtown much. Yeah, just work keeping you there. Yeah, kind of go, go out in the morning, but I, it's just so big. Yeah. That like, it's, you know, downtown Houston. There's, I mean, it it looks pretty big, but you can walk like one end to the other. It's probably like twenty minutes, but it's a really cool town. It is. Yeah, like the people there, it doesn't. You don't feel like you're in Texas. Like everyone's really like laid back, really chill. Like I was talking to this girl the other day, and mm-hmm. she was. Or I was like, "Yeah, I just moved here from Oregon." She's like, "Oh, yeah, I've been to Portland once, and that's the that's the only time I've been offered ketamine at a music festival." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like fifteen dudes came up to me like, "Hey, man, you want some ketamine?" I, I was just listening to a podcast, I think, the, the Joe Rogan experience about ketamine. Um, evidently, ketamine is, they're using it for antidepressant treatment right now. Like, it's a, a, a I, for folks that don't know what ketamine is, it's a crazy drug. Um, it's a, I think it's a horse tranquilizer, tranquilizer that, uh, I, don't, I don't know when it was used, but um, it was probably used in the 50s and 60s. But you can do a lot, if you do a lot of this, I think you have to take it intravenously, I believe. And um, look this up, people. I'm pretty sure I'm right. <clears throat> but um, it, you can find this place called the K-hole where basically your reality dissolves and you don't know what you are. So I don't know if I would want to try that out. Um, but Scott, one of my favorite things about Scott, and we're, we're about to get deep, is... The fact that he is, I'd like to call, like a, a psychonaut. He really likes to explore his conscious, subconscious, conscious and unconscious mind. And I wanted to ask him, because he recently got back from Amsterdam. And what did you do in Amsterdam? <laughs> Walked around. <laughs> checked out the city. You checked. You, was, it, was it enhanced <laughs> by... Any any substances while you were in Amsterdam? Yep. <laughs> what what might those substances have been? <laughs> cannabis. Oh, cannabis. And well, that was the first night. And the second day, some magical uh, truffles. What? Some completely legal. Because they don't they don't sell shrooms anymore. I know. When I went, they didn't have. Some. Well, they did have shrooms. Some girl like jumped off a bridge or something. Like a little girl or a younger girl, not like a kid, but like a, yeah, like an eighteen like year old, or yeah, something. something. <clears throat> she just jumped off a bridge and then they said, "Nope, that's it," because she's probably two hours or something. Like I had no clue mm-hmm. what she was doing, but they still have truffles, which is the same thing, basically. Yeah, 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 basically, yeah. It's the same chemical. And what was that like? It was great. What? What kind of trip was it? It was happy. It's a happy Full trip. Full of love. Full of love. <laughs> yeah. So I've done like. Mushrooms before back like four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and then you know we were wa- walking through the city, and you know we'd walk by the magic mushroom shops, and then we had pretty much the whole day there. We fl- I flew out at like ten thirty at night, yeah, and so we were just like whatever we wanted to do, and we're just walking around, and it's like my buddy was, that was with me was like, you want to do you want to do shrooms? <laughs> or he, or he asked if he wanted to walk into the shop, and I'm like. Yeah, sure, let's go check it out. Yeah. And then, like, the thought kept, like, growing, like... Little seeds, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should do some. That would be fun to do some. But then I was, like, I was kind of scared because, like, in a, like, foreign country, there's a lot of people around. There's big, big 
unknown city. So there's a lot of anxiety and like, oh man, what if I have a bad trip and there's a bunch of people around? But then like, I was standing there and I turned it around and like the sunlight was like hitting perfectly off of these like, you know, 500 year old, beautiful, beautiful old buildings. Pristine. And it was just like the most like perfect picture I've seen. And I was just like the, the thought was like, like permeating and getting large. Well, no, right there. It was like, yeah, doing them. Really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like yep. <laughs> like, the, it was just like a sign. Like, yep, like do them. It's going to be a great, great thing. And I was like, you know, I, I'm in Amsterdam. I don't know when I'm going to be back here if I ever am again. It's like, what's, why not? So we went, we went back to the shop and bought some. I ate like, said like, do half of the bag to for beginners and then full bag for like real good. And I ate like three quarters. Yeah, three quarters of the bag. And it was great. It was. It came on. Well, it came right when it came on. You're like, what was I? What was I afraid of? Um, like, this is I, like I remembered what it's like to to do to be in that that altered state of reality, yeah. that altered state of mind. Why that is. Amazing. What's what is that like? Because I've I've never done um, a psychedelic like that. So what what is the beginning like? How do you know it's starting to come on? Do you start seeing little like tracers? Do you what? You know, how do you know it's 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 taking effect? Yeah, I should pay attention more. <laughs> but it's usually yeah, it's usually like it's usually visual. I think. Hmm. Like is for at least first noticing, but then again, I don't know, because sometimes you might not have any visuals. Just like you'll have a body high, and your like thoughts will be weird. Like you'll think differently, but um, you start to get like kind of nauseous, and you start to <clears throat> get like kind of a, I guess like a body load. Like yeah, you're, and then. It's hard to explain. Well, yeah, I'm, maybe I'll have to do it. Maybe I can explain it. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> you'd you'd be better, but but yeah, you're everything just kind of I guess looks kind of more defined and it's, it looks different. It's hard to put your pin on what exactly it is, but everything just kind of looks different. And yep. then yeah, you just have like a body high, and you start to think funny, and but. Uh, for me, like that, this last time, like you get a big smile, like you feel, you start to feel like just really good, like, like really joyful. Yeah. And like you get a smile on your face and you can't, and there's like feeling in the back of your throat and it's like you can't stop smiling, like there's nothing you can do, it's just like pinned. Wow. And like I just felt, like I wanted to give everyone in the city just a giant group hug. Like I want everyone to come together and just like hug each you other. Just, you just, just felt this amazing yeah. sense of unity. And I mean, I felt that. I was stoned out of my mind in that city and I felt that. <laughs> exactly. so, I mean, I took a, a, a video, a, just a 360, I don't even know, whatever. 360 degree video. Just, I mean, I thought it was cool at the time. It didn't. The filming was shit, but I was just like, Work quality. I kept saying, unbelievable, this is amazing, this is amazing, weed's legal, like, this is this is all, what's wrong with this, why can't, it is here now, and that's cool, I mean, the, the real question is, is, you just said that you had an overwhelming feel of joy, and, and why is that illegal? Love. Yes, one person did die, from jumped off a bridge, <laughs> people are gonna die, like, no matter what, and I don't know. If they knew about it, if they're educated about it, that's the key. Is educating. There's no such thing as good or bad drugs. There's simply risk and reward, and an education and knowledge and understanding what that substance does. Have you ever heard of microdosing? Yeah, you okay. have. I always kind of wanted to try that. I've I like done it a little bit. Huh? I've done it like a few, like a small handful of times. Well, for what? Like just curious. It's just like just to see what it. If any, just like for no purpose, I guess, other than self experimentation. Yeah. Okay, for people that don't know, microdosing is basically uh, so a lot of, I don't know how I found out about this or read about it, but I read about it somewhere on the net. Um, 
I think Vice. Vice has an article about someone that attempted to microdose, but um, Vice News. <clears throat> so microdosing is where you take like a small, very small, non-potent, non-reality dissolving um, uh, dose of a psychedelic. And evidently it'll help you with creativity, it'll elevate your mood, your reality won't dissolve, you won't be, you know, you won't see God or whatever. None of that's going to happen. You'll just sort of be an enhanced version of yourself by doing this. So a lot of people that, like, I think I've already said this, but work in the Silicon Valley, a lot of people that are artists, people that are creative, um, they do this. And I've, I've always sort of wanted to, I, I want to know if there's a study out on this. Um... That's no, no, very, very interesting. Um, so, anyways, that's Scott. You've tried that, and, and and did it work? Do you remember? Like, did did what was it like? Was there anything? There's there's one time I had like a half gram of mushrooms or something, and I, I it's 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 like like a mood uplifter, I guess. You're kind of you don't feel high, but you feel like happy, yeah. content, like. It's like everything's great, man. <laughs> but I, I've only done it like one, like that or a couple other times. But with that, like, I mean, certain things you can do, you can do every day. But with certain things, you build a tolerance, so you have to keep doing more. Yeah, and then it's you know gets into more than a micro dose. Yeah. Well, but I guess it, I mean that's just a name for it. But the guy in the story that I read. Um, he didn't micro. He tried to microdose, but he's like, I, I was having too much fun. And I just, <laughs> yeah, it's like you do a little bit, and you want to do more. Yeah, you have it. <laughs> yeah, when it goes go down that rabbit hole, I get it. I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know if I'll ever try like um, hallucinogens like that. I, 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 you know, F it. I fuck it. I'm definitely going to. Like you, you do. You only live one time. I'm only on this planet a short time. The research that they're finding that mushroom cell cluster headaches. The, the they're using MDMA for uh, PTSD treatment. If you look at the maps, I just don't see um, <clears throat> why that is a bad thing. I I, I think that it's something I definitely want to try. Uh, a lot of the people that I, I get information from and, and look up to have done them and haven't died, and they've only. Have, have had positive things. Steve Jobs, Bill Gates, they all did psychedelics. I, I just don't see the downside in really doing them. Plus, it seems like it could be fun. Yeah. It could be a good time. Dad, what do you, uh, I gotta ask Scott, because we haven't talked about this in a while. Uh, who are you voting for? <laughs> uh, Jeb Bush. <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> We need another Bush in the White House. Good old Jeb. No. Vo voting? Who am I voting for? I think, didn't I, I feel like I made a bet with you like two years ago. I don't want to talk about I it. I was voting for Hillary Clinton. Please don't. Like before she was even it's, running. But I'm not, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not running, I'm not voting for her though. You good. You voting for I don't know. Nobody. Gary Johnson. <coughs> Gary Johnson. Gary Johnson. Yeah. If I vote, I'd vote for him. Are you not? Are you going to pro? I just have to register. Oh. Because I moved. Great state of t You better register, man. I have to fucking mail the thing in. <laughs> just get your ass in gear and vote. It's Although too hard. I, I, it's like I'm sitting here filling out this form that I have to print out and put in an envelope and put in the mailbox. I'm like, why don't we have internet voting? Why can't I just fucking click a button? I have, yes. <laughs> I mean, look... The, why don't we vote on the internet? It makes so much more sense. Like so we have this archaic system that's not. I mean, and they can hack. You've seen hacking. Yeah, I mean, they say they said. I've seen articles that are like, uh, there's fears that Russia will alter our election system. And it's like if they can hack these, like what we have now. Why are people worried about? Oh, because that's the biggest argument with the internet. So people can rig it or hack it or whatever. But I mean, people. Bank, you know, trust their finances online and their bank. Yeah, I mean, they make banking secure. Banking. Is 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 anything ever really going to be truly one hundred percent secure? No. I guess the answer would have to be inherently no. no. But this, if way we, better than. <laughs> yeah, I think we could make it way better than 
the system that is in place now with this ballot thing. I think we should be able to vote online. I think more people would be into that. I also think representative government is kind of stupid because uh, <clears throat> they're not really representing anything. I think that we have one guy. We're expecting one human being, the president, to know everything. That's not the case. Like it's in some countries, they have um, they have a person that's sort of the figurehead, the puppet, and then they have the guy that uh, I, I cannot think of the name. It eludes me. But they have another guy that is the brains, and he figures it out. He has a team, and they divvy out the work. It probably works that way. It essentially works that way here, but. <clears throat> you know, nothing seems to get done. There's too much bureaucracy and red tape. And our democracy isn't, I mean, it's it's so corrupt that it's it's not efficient anymore. Nothing truly changes. Was it ever efficient? Huh? Sorry, was it ever efficient? Oh, I, I, yeah, I, you have to, I have to, I can't say because I, I didn't live, but I, I would have yeah. to say that, you know, possibly from the time... I'm, you know, I'm not even going to say because I don't know. I'm sure it was. Maybe like it didn't run as good, but definitely more efficient because it can't be worse than it is today. Well, they definitely need debits and credits, and when they had too much money and or when they had didn't have enough money to fight wars, they wouldn't. You know, like being a debtor nation is not. Man, how did we get here? Now I'm depressed. <laughs> <laughs> but being a you know being a debtor nation is not is not something that is is generally considered a good thing. Um, <clears throat> But listen, man, it's late. I want to be respectful of your time. So we're going to do some rapid fire questions real quick. Cool. Uh, f first one um, Do you believe in Bigfoot? Yeah. You do? <laughs> the spirit of the forest. He's, he's the spirit of the forest, man. Of course, he's real. Absolutely. Sometimes the spirit of the forest man manifests itself as Bigfoot, <laughs> as, a, as a Sasquatch. You know. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's an it's an eagle. Ooh. Sometimes it's the wind through the trees. Getting deep. I like it. I like it. Life is way people. Life is way more fun if you believe in Bigfoot. So let's let's not let's stop doubting. Let's stop all there. this naysaying. Let's get it done. Um. <clears throat> Do you believe the old paper out? What is what's a what is what is something like a habit that you have that you think has helped you propel that has helped propel you forward in life? A positive habit. I don't know. You don't know? I'll give you some time. Okay, I'll 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 give you some time. Um, let you to let you mull that over I think one of the habits I have that has sort of helped me propel me through life is sort of a like a, a state of mind like always being positive always looking at life as life happening for me not to me you know like this is happening for me no matter the you know no matter what if it's there's a lesson that can be learned in anything, and even at some of my lowest points, I've always said, like, what? What is the lesson that I, that that the universe, God, myself, whatever? What is it? What is it that I'm trying? What What is the lesson I need to learn from this? And that's always helped me move forward. So I think that's a positive. Uh, that's that would be an example. Or working out, something as simple as that. Yeah. If you eat right and work out, you'll have a good life. Generally speaking. Yeah. So, so I, do you? I think I think for me it would just be something that. I could, I've seen its work is just like going and like doing it. Like even if it's ten minutes a day of to like do something, work whatever towards whatever you're going for. Like just putting that little bit of effort in. Like for example, like if I'm learning guitar and you know I one day I would don't you know don't feel like playing, mm -hmm. I'm just lazy and whatever. But I. Even if I pick it up for like five minutes and put it down, it's like I feel better. Uh, it you know you improve and it kind of helps your like desire to do it more too. So just like even if you are like with work, you can feel like you're having an off day or it's a bad day or a slow day or whatever. But if you just like put some little amount of effort and you do that, you know, every day. Then something will come from it. Like if you yes. just put put the work in, 
even if you don't know what the end result is, it's gonna pay, it's gonna be positive. It's gonna work out. It'll pay dividends. So just keep chipping away, and yeah. no matter what, whether it. I like the I like the guitar analogy. I might not. I need to pick this up every day. Every day, I liked it. It's, by the way, Scott's a pretty good guitar player. Hence the reference to the band we're gonna form. <laughs> <laughs> Do you meditate? Yeah, I, I've tried. Been trying to more lately, actually. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's never been like sit down for, and tie myself for ten minutes and and you know do it. I have done, tried to, but it, I haven't gotten into it. But I try and like just like you know the mind like be mindful. It's cliche, but like just you know, I can just be in some random place and just like stop and you know shut my thoughts off and like be completely aware and in this in that in the moment um, and you know it's just something all it, it's very hard to do it's very fleeting and you know you know you're, there's so much going on every day that you're not always thinking about it but when you can just like just become so, like aware yes and like aware of your thoughts just like you're walking down the street or in an elevator or sitting down watching TV just like become aware and of the moment you're in and that like helps that's like the same back to my last thing I was talking about it's like the more you do that the more like more regular it becomes or mm-hmm. the longer you can hold on to it it's it's cool it is cool I, th- I think honestly you're the f- one of the first people that kind of put me on to this whole being in the moment uh, philosophy really that you were the first person I'd, I'd ever heard talk about that. Like, I don't, I don't even know where the conversation happened, but I do remember. I'll never forget it. Hey, yeah, I'm, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm, that's my Scott impression. I'm, I'm just trying to be in the moment right now. Like, what, the, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> that's what I thought. And then I did think about it. And, and being moment, the moment, the present moment is really all that we have. It's all that we have. We're not living in the past, and we're sure as hell not in the future. What what is real and what is tangible is right now. Right now. That's so weird, like and awesome, and and incredibly powerful, and you, like things like the UFC or whatever, like fighting. That's all they these guys have is that moment. They might be knocked out in the net, you know, like. They're so focused on the present moment and so focused on survival. You know, you look at people that go to war, all the, like, that's all they have. They have those moments of intense focus. And, and when you get out, if you, when you break out of that, some things start to go wrong. This is when you start thinking, like, oh, I should have done that, or, oh, I need to do this later. It's like, when you get out of what you need to do right now, then no. you're fucked. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> yeah, really. Like, yeah, if you're, if you're not, if, yeah. It, most most very successful people focus on doing one thing, one task. I, I, I you know, Dr. Goodnow, teacher, she used to say, well, you can't multi, and I used to hate her for that. You, I, I was like, I can, I can multitask. I really can't. I had to admit that to myself <laughs> eventually, but no, I'm, I'm like singularly focused is, is really the way to be for me. And maybe there are people out there that can multitask. And for those individuals from the bot, fuck you. Because that's awesome. <laughs> I, can't, I wish I could do it, but I can't. I just can't. It's, it's one of those, those, those things. Um, are you rock climbing still? Yeah. Are you getting better? Yeah. It's cool. That's, you can like, see it. Progression, yeah, yeah. It looks like it. Your, your forearms got a little bigger. <laughs> yeah, I got some a little bit more meat on my bones. It's good you look healthy, man. This is where I was. Just kidding. Uh, <clears throat> we uh, have this little inside joke because uh, so at the Scott and I sometimes like to we like to we like to fight. We watch a lot of UFC and stuff, and and we sometimes spar. Um, 
and we'll be grappling. But the, I have ne- this guy has the strongest like grip strength. You're like a you're like a gorilla, dude. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't. And he's not a big guy. He's not a big guy. You'll you'll see the picture. We, we put it up on the uh, podcast or the website. But yeah. It's 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 amazing. I don't know. I I, I want to do some. I want to research that. Like, how do you have such a, a strong? And maybe it's from playing guitar, and all the other things you do with your hands that I don't do. But I mean, I've been learning guitar, dude. So the next time we gravel, game over. I'd like to see that. All right, dude. Yeah, I lost it there for a while, but rock climbing helps a lot. Now it's back better than ever. Yeah. I met a rock climber on the plane over here. No way. Sitting next to me, he's from Wales. And like, he started like four or five years ago. And he climbs outside and knows some like really good like dudes that are in like competitions and stuff. And I was just like talking to him about it. And no way. And it was pretty sweet. That's bizarre. Yeah. So we talked the entire flight. Which is weird because I usually like go out of my way to not talk to anybody on the plane. <laughs> You're one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> but the last two times I've talked to someone and, and like this guy, yeah, we just like had so, so much in common. It was, and it's weird because it's like he, he's from you know across the ocean, random country, but talking about like well, video games and Tony Hawk Pro Skater and old school the sound and like we're. It's weird. It is weird. Did you like you get his Facebook or anything? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's ama- that is amazing. That's new con <laughs> dude. Now we've got a contact in Wales. Yeah, for sure. He's showing me pictures. It's beautiful, like the cliffs on the on the sea. Let's go visit him. He's going to he's going to like Seattle. He's going to Portland, and then up to Seattle, then up to Alaska. To climb, just to like check out like him and a few buddies. Oh. There he was living in Austin for the summer. Some summer camp. It's like, oh man. Yeah, now he's just had a month off and he's traveling the Northwest. That's it's weird. We live here that people that people come and I know most tourists. Like, I know. you used to. You don't live here anymore. I'm, right? a, I'm visiting for yeah, the first time. It's weird. That just got to be kind of true. It's pretty weird. Do you miss it? Uh, I yeah. I mean yeah. I miss it. Not like homesick and want to go back. But I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard not to miss it. Yeah. But I definitely, it's, I definitely have a lot. I mean, I had respect for it and whatever, but I have more like, I guess, regard for it now because I've been out of Oregon for like three or four months, which yeah. is the longest I've ever been. So, like coming back, it's like I see how awesome it is. Oh man! Like appreciate it more. How beautiful and. The beers. Yeah. Texas is a good beer, but it's, it's not the same. It's not the same. Not at all. No. It, they do have good beers, so. Yeah. When I, I was I visiting mean, you, I, I was did. really actually pretty impressed by the their craft brew. Yeah, they got they got a Culture. ton. But I mean, a Texan would say the same thing, that Texas has got, the, Oregon's got good beer, but no. Texas like has Texas, the best. So. But... We both know they're wrong. Yeah. Well, the New York Times just published an article, I think, that said that uh, the that Oregon. I think it, I want to. I'm always misquoting. So we need a third person to look this up right now. We need it. I need it. That's, um, like, that's like. I hope you never get a third person. Just so like every episode. That's, that's so like running. running to, no, because people would be like, "This guy, this fucking guy, just hire a third guy." I'll pay for him. <laughs> <laughs> Donations. Listen, no, I have some. I have some uh, people that want to do it, um, but yes. But Oregon sucks. It rains all the time, and it's a big desert. So don't come here if you don't live here. Yeah, just pretty much stay out of the state. Honestly, we don't. Uh... It's eighty percent desert. <laughs> it's true. That's a fact. <laughs> Eastern Oregon, man. There you go. 80% of the state's a desert. And the other part, it rains all the time. You don't so want to come here. It's lame. That's why I moved away. Yeah. And you're not moving back, right? No. Good. I'm just going to visit, but... <laughs> I can't take you seriously right now. <clears throat> I, won't let, I won't let the listeners in on that joke. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely... 
definitely think we're gonna have to to, to cut it down. We've got we've got a lot of a lot of things to do. Um, but I want to before we go, I want to say uh, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. This has me. been a lot of. Did you have fun? Hell yeah. I'm, yeah, this is this is what I do. This is crazy. Like I remember when you first said you're gonna start it, because you, you know you talked about it for a while, and then did. and then when it was when it first started to roll, and it's like oh shit, it's happening. It is doing happening. it. I am doing it. Who knows it's gonna where it's gonna end, but you're doing it. Who knows? And it's it, cool being here. It is. This is yeah. This is my dream. Um, you know, I I'm gonna keep chasing it. I I. I don't care. I don't care if everyone's laughing at me. I it this doing this makes me happy and makes me feel fulfilled and makes me feel like I'm contributing to the the growth and development of the world that we're living in with giving people information, spreading love. Like that's I want to say like I love everyone that's every one of my listeners. I appreciate you guys. I love all the positive energy. I also want to take the time. There are some things that I've gotten feedback on that I need to improve, and I'm, I'm working on it. That's in the process. Uh, I was pointed out that maybe I need to write, you know, show notes, have some show notes of where certain bits of information are. I would need to. That's all happening. That's all in the works. I'm trying to get better every time. So thank you guys. Keep the... Keep the uh, the critiques coming. I appreciate it. Uh, and also, I want to give a special shout out to Cam Mullins, a graphic designer, and uh, Andrew Davis for the intro. You guys are great. Couldn't do this without you. The Infinity Break fam, love you guys. And uh, yeah, you guys stay fresh, stay fly, and you guys have a great week. Inquisitive minds, we're out. Bye. <laughs> Get out of here. Hey, Infinity Break fans. Do you want to show your support and devotion for an extremely obscure group of entertainers? Well, now you can. Just go to our website at infinitybreak.net and click on the shop tab to be whisked away to our Redbubble, where you can find all sorts of awesome shirts, stickers, notebooks, and other gadgets decked out with icons from all of our most popular shows. Act now, because that stuff will be there forever.